Hey, Magic fans, Dante Marcatelli here from the Orlando Magic. You're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Paul, Garen, and Mikey. Go Magic! Hey Magic fans and uh, welcome to Penny for Your Thoughts, episode 87 of the Orlando Magic UK podcast. Uh, as always, joined by Mikey. How you doing, pal? All good, mate. All good. It's been, a, it's been a fun week. It certainly has. We've got a lot to get through. And Gary, nice shirt, mate, that you're sporting. Yeah, you can get these on the uh, Orlando UK <laughs> website. <laughs> There's a deal going on, I'm told, at the minute. <laughs> hey, absolutely, absolutely. Let's get the plug done. Uh, this, Gary is sporting one of the uh, shirts from our Banchero range on uh, the uh, Orlando Magic UK store. And uh, for this weekend, uh, there is free UK shipping. So uh, dive in, dip your bread. Fill your boots and all that, mate. Get uh, get some ordered because we've got one or two other designs on there and we are regularly adding to it as well. So uh, we will be very shortly joined by uh, the, I suppose, the voice of the Orlando Magic, David Steele. Uh, but first of all, because we can't do this whilst David's with us, uh, we're going to talk about what has been a uh, very busy week of free agency. So... Uh, should we start with the big one? Mo Bamba re-signing, two-year deal, 21 million. And uh, Gary Harris to also two-year, uh, £26 million million contract. So, uh, Gary, look at those deals. How are you feeling with them? Good value for money? I don't see how anyone can have a grumble about those deals, really. Um, I think the Magic set the market rate with uh, Wendell last year on what we were going to pay big. Um, and it was a, another little smokescreen who would have thought this, where um, it was kind of go out and see what value you've got. And then if you can't get it, maybe here's the offer waiting for you back in Orlando. And then all of a sudden, Mo's signed up. I think we've said before on the pod, around about 10 million would be fair. It was 10.5. Yeah. And uh, I know we've, we, I didn't think Gary Harris would come back. I thought he was, I thought he was gone. And um, I think we're getting Gary Harris at a very fair rate as well on a team-friendly deal. And it gives us, importantly, a locker room guy as well who can shoot. So happy with both, really. Good deals. Yeah, mate. Yeah. I mean, you look at at Mo's season that he had. I know it's um, we've still got concerns about his injury um record that he's had he's only managed one season so far where he's attained 70 games um that was last season but he had a career here personal best in all major categories um 10.6 points 8.1 rebounds 1.7 blocks 48% shooting overall and 38.1 from behind the arc you know I'm not going to lie you know I'm not his biggest fan but that's a really good deal. And as a backup centre, yeah, you've got to be happy with that, especially when you look at the potential of who he's going to be playing with, because we're going to have a very interesting lineup this season. But, uh, Mikey, when we look at the rest of free agency, we've put a two-way qualifying offer to Admiral Schofield, which I'm delighted about personally. Uh, Bol Bol reportedly signing to a two-year deal. Um, what do you feel is going to be a good free agency for the Magic for the rest of what's remaining, what we've got to do. 
I think we're almost done now, aren't we? Really? Robin Lopez has been reportedly signing a, a one-year deal with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't... Other than the uncertainty around Terrence Ross, that uh, possibly a trade happening or, mm. or not happening, um, I think we're pretty much done. I mean, everyone's complaining about there's not enough three-point shooting, but... We've brought back arguably two of our best three-point shooters in Mo Bamba and Gary Harris. Um, Bol Bol was actually a really good three-point shooter himself. He just hasn't had uh, a lot of opportunities to play with Denver and, and Boston. So he might go, get his opportunity now he's he's getting a two-year deal. Um, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I mean, the, the big splash was getting Bancaro. That, that's the important addition of the off-season. So... All of the other moves have really got to complement the players we're building around. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know what everyone's expecting, whether it's a trade for Kevin Durant. That's never going to happen. <laughs> and I don't think we'd want it to because we're just we're, we're just starting to, to build something. You can start to see uh, the makings of a good young core that, that we're going to build around for the next five, ten years. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy with the off-season. I, I mean, like I said, it all started with Bancaro and and we're getting Jonathan Isaac back this season. He's going to be a big addition. If he can stay healthy, it's a big if, but that's certainly going to be a boost. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. There's going to be a lot of uh, nitpicking on who's starting, who's coming off the bench, but we'll get into that as uh, as the off-season continues. Yeah, I mean, I've, we saw that, um, I think it was our friends at the Six Man Show had, um, had said that they, they rated the the front office moves as A plus. And they I've seen one or two bits of criticism that they've took for that. Um how are we feeling? Do we think that the front office could have done more? Should we have made a, a splash and gone thrown a bag of money at Anthony Simons? Um no. where are where are we at on that? Are you happy with what we've done to bring I wouldn't say it's an A plus, but I I don't really feel like there was there was certainly Anthony Simons. I mean, that's more of a dream than anything because of his ties to Orlando and yeah. growing up as a Magic fan, his first name being Anthony. Um, but Portland were never going to let him go. I, I mean, you've got to look at some of the other deals that have been floating around, like Mitchell Robinson signing a four-year, $60 million deal with the New York Knicks. Well, deals like that just show how 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 good a deal it was getting Wendell Carter on the on the deal Absolutely. we got last summer so yeah it's not an a plus but it's certainly a good off season and uh we filled the needs that that were there to be to be filled as the, as we get into the season and it's just coming through G's just messaging us as uh we're talking here that uh Terence Ross has uh, got a deal with the Cavs. I think he's put no, it's Robin Lopez. Um, Robin Lopez is that. I thought it was Phil Rosson. Don't scare us, Paul. Well. <laughs> Wait, have I misread that? I need my blooming glasses on. You know that I'm as blind as a bat these days. Uh, he but was apparent. He was apparently on on um, on Twitch an hour or so ago, saying yeah. He said he doesn't think he's going to get moved as far as he's aware. So it looks like T Ross is going to be staying. But uh, that's the other thing with with Lopez leaving. Keeping Terence Ross is probably just as important, if not more so, now because otherwise, if he goes, Gary Harris is arguably your only your only really solid vet that we've got. 
Well, as you can see, we are joined by the one and only David Steele. Uh, perfect timing, David, because we've just finished talking about free agency. So we can uh, talk freely with you now. Um, how's, how's vacation going? You enjoying it up in uh, the woods and the mountains? Yeah, it's beautiful here, Paul. It, um, in North Carolina in, in the summer is spectacular. Um, you know, we're out here in the middle of nowhere. It's uh, very quiet. Love uh, the mornings and a cup of coffee out on the porch and just relaxing a little bit with my wife. And we had our grandkids and uh, our our two daughters and their kids um, the last few days. And they just left. So it's gotten pretty quiet around here. We're, we enjoyed the chaos, but now we're enjoying the nice peace and quiet, too. So it's all yeah. great. It's, it looks idyllic, man. It looks absolutely beautiful where you are. And we've got to say thank you so much for joining us during your vacation. That is absolutely amazing of you. We really do respect you. Oh, for no that. problem. Thank you very much. Really do. Always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Well, we all, we know we all like talking magic. We all, it's it's the thing we do, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> we, we do. You guys do it really well. You probably do it better than I do. Oh, no. No, we're not having that. Yeah. <laughs> All of Orlando Magic Hall of Famer saying that we do it better. No, we're not. <laughs> can't be. Can't be, my friend. Cannot you guys be. are good. You guys know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> are you? By the way, are you ready for the the British invasion that's coming from us? In, I know you're not you're back. You're back. You know, with COVID finally uh, behind us. You know, to the to a large extent, you guys are traveling and. Um, you'll be back when in October. You're coming to Florida in October. Is that the plan? October and November, my friend. Yes. Uh, okay. I arrive on. I should be there for opening night. And Mikey, you arrive the week, week after. after. Yeah. So we're there for a couple of weeks. There's about at the moment doing a, a quick tally. There's at least twenty of us coming over. So uh, possibly great. up, possibly up to thirty with different families and friends and people coming. So, uh, yeah. The British are coming, David. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the British invasion. Uh, we can't wait for the schedule to come out and get those dates on the calendar, right? Absolutely. We've told we've told Dante that he has to do a uh, um, Paul Revere midnight ride, shouting, "The British are coming! The British are coming!" <laughs> Running through that. the Amway. Dante will do that. <laughs> He's the one. He's the one to pull that off too. <laughs> we, we told him that that's going to be a moment with Dante. Come what come the season. Uh, it's got to be, has to be. Uh, so, yeah. My friend, let's talk about some Summer League because um, that starts on July the 7th. Uh, the, the the schedule, we know that, came out last week. Uh, we've now got the roster. Um, we've had Admiral Schofield added to that roster since it was published. Um, first things first, David, I'm going to ask you, how are you feeling about RJ asking to be part of uh, the Summer League team? Well, I think that's great. It shows that, you know, he's a young man with some maturity and some self-awareness about, you know, where he is as an NBA player. You know, he's got a lot of talent. We, we know that. We've seen that. He's, he's uh, extremely athletic and extremely talented as a basketball player. But, you know, to have the understanding that, you know, he could use that time with the coaching staff and, and the young players coming in to uh, continue his, his development I think that shows, you know, again, a good deal of maturity and understanding of where he is and, and how much he wants to be a great player in the NBA. So, you know, I think that was a great message that he sent. I also think Devin Kennedy, you know, his willingness uh, to go go in the summer league as well. He's a little older, you know, he's been around a few years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he's a hungry guy, too. We talked with him on draft night, Dante and I did, and Jake Chapman, 
on our draft show. And uh, uh, again, a very mature young man. And um, I think a, a player that you know could be an underrated piece for this Magic team because of his ability to shoot the basketball. So, you know, I think that uh, I think we're, we're going to get a, a good look at Kennedy and Hampton and, of course, the two rookies. And you mentioned Admiral. So uh, it'll be I think there'll be a lot of eyeballs on our summer league team. Don't you? Yeah, it could be a very could be a very interesting five. Um, do you know if Coach Mosley is going to be traveling out to be involved? Because we, we know he's not oh, yeah. coaching. Yeah, he'll, he's, he'll be out there. No, no question. You know, all the coaching staff will be out there, and um, um, it's uh, it's quite the scene. If if you ever if you want to be in the middle of uh, all the action in the NBA, um, make a plan one of these years to go to Las Vegas for the summer league because. It's where everybody is, coaches, um, players, scouts, um, people, fans from all over the country. Uh, it's, it's become quite an event, you know, that Las Vegas Summer League. And uh, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's, you know, all the coaches obviously will be there. And uh, I think you would enjoy it. I think you guys would enjoy that. Plan a week in Vegas. Mike, Mikey being a Raiders fan as well. Yeah. There you go. Well, you know, there's I, I, nothing else to do there except basketball. It's a pretty boring place outside of, <laughs> outside of the NBA. But you might find something else to do, maybe. Well, I'll have to t- I'll have to tell our friends to rearrange their wedding from September to to July next year, so that we can head out to summer. Of course, it, you know, it'll be 115 degrees, so that's 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 the that's the downside. But it's a dry. Okay, Mike, it's a dry Mikey heat. doesn't burn in the sun at all. I go <laughs> I go whiter in the sun. I I just. Uh, most people tan, David. I don't. I go the opposite color. You just you bright red. <laughs> you bleach. Huh? Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm with you. I got the same type of complexion. <laughs> David, you had a chance to uh, meet with an interviewer, Paolo Bancaro, recently on the uh, Pod Squad. I was just wondering, what were your thoughts on uh, Paolo being drafted uh, by the Magic and what do you think he brings to the table? Well, you know, I was... Probably like you, know, like the three of you, Gary. I was a little surprised uh, that he was the the guy the Magic targeted, um, and the only reason I say that is because not because of the player that he is, but only because all of the the so called experts had um, Jabari Smith or maybe a few had Chet Holmgren. I don't know that anybody had Paolo. Uh, maybe a couple did um, of the, the significant the major mock drafts, and. You combine that with the fact that Jeff, Wep- Jeff Weltman and John Hammond keep their cards so close to their vest oh, that uh, that none of us had any idea. I mean that that's a very tight circle that knew what was what what was in the works. So I, I had no idea until just a few hours before the draft. I got a, a heads up that this was probably going to happen. So you know I, I did have a little a few hours of mental preparation for the possibility before we went on the air and. Uh, I have to say that you know, first of all, you can make an argument for all three of those guys. I you know, I don't, I don't think there's. If we had drafted any one of the three, you know, I could honestly sit here today and tell you why the guy that we picked was the number one guy because they all three have a very strong case. But he does have the most complete game right now of all three players. I don't think there's any question about that. So when you talk about a player coming from college being the best player in college basketball in, in the United States, um, putting a team with five draft picks on his shoulders. I mean, they, they had four other players drafted. Duke did. Um, he was clearly the best player on that team. 
I think he was the best player in college basketball and led them to the final four when all eyes in this country and uh, basketball fans around the world were on Mike Krzyzewski and his final year as a coach at Duke University. Um, you know, that's a lot of pressure. That That's a lot on that team. That's a lot on a 19-year-old freshman who uh, was was by far the best player on the team and who played his best basketball of the season when the spotlight was brightest. And I, I don't think, you know, I ordinarily I don't put a lot of weight on what players do in the NCAA tournament, but that was such a unique situation and what he did was so impressive that I think you can't ignore it. So uh, to me, that, that spoke volumes about his maturity and his ability as an all-around player. So again, I think he's the most well-rounded player coming in of the three top guys that uh, the Magic could have taken. So as a result, I think he'll step right in and help the team be successful uh, as a 19-year-old rookie. So um, the other two guys also have a, a lot of ability. I think Holmgren probably has, if you look at his size and his unique skill set, he has a tremendous upside. But with that body type, um, you know, the obvious knock on, on Chet would be, can his body hold up over the mm. course of an 82-game season and a 10- or 15-year career in the NBA? Time will tell. And as far as Jamari Smith Jr. is concerned, uh, the elite shooter of the group, and, you know, he's 6'10", he can get that sweet three-point shot off uh, at any time, which would have been a nice asset for the Magic to add. So you could see, you know, you could see all three guys. You can make a case for all three, but um, certainly you can make a very strong case for Paolo, and I, I'm really excited. As far as getting to know him, we, we did a podcast. We had about 20, 25 minutes with him, Dante and I did. And um, uh, I have to say, I was similarly impressed last year when we did the same thing with Jalen Suggs. Um, 19-year-olds today are not like 19-year-olds when, when I was 19 and probably when the three of you guys were 19. I, I, I'm blown away by their, uh, their maturity and uh, their intelligence, their, um, uh, their, their ability to communicate, um, uh, and obviously they're great basketball players. Um, they, they seem already to be well-trained in terms of media and, and how to, you know, how to handle themselves with on the, on a camera and in, a, in an interview setting. So, um, he, he was very impressive and very, very friendly, um, very open to our discussion and even off, you know, off camera, um, very approachable. And I think he's going to be, obviously he's going to be a great player. I think he's going to be a fan favorite too. So in, in every aspect, um, there's there's a lot to be uh, very excited about with Paolo Banquero. He checks all the boxes. Yeah, and he de and he definitely fills that need of having a go-to scorer, something we've been yeah. lacking for for quite a while. Um, obviously, David, there's been a huge focus from Magic fans and the media on Paolo, but less attention's been given to to Caleb Houston, the second round pick. What have you seen and heard from him so far? We did a podcast with him too, Mikey. <laughs> and uh, so we, we were able to meet him, right? You know, I think he came yeah. in before Paolo did and uh, sat down and, and talked with us. Again, um, the maturity is, you know, impressive. Um, he, they're, they're young guys. Um, Kayla, you know, Paolo, you look at Paolo's body and you see an NBA player already. That's, that's another thing about Paolo. Um, physically, it looks like he can handle the pounding of an NBA season. You know, it looks like, uh, you know, Chet and, and Jabari Smith, they've, they've got, you know, they're going to fill out. They're going to get bigger and stronger. 
And likewise with Caleb Houston, he's slender. He's, you know, he's got kind of slim shoulders. Uh, he's long and lean. Um, his game is, I think, what the Magic need. Uh, you know, a six, 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 seven. He may be six, eight. I'm not sure in shoes what what they list him at, but you know, he's got good size. He he really has a beautiful shooting stroke. Um, he didn't shoot the ball as well at Michigan as you know you would thought you would think he, that he would have given uh, his his shooting stroke. But um, you know, it was one year in college. He was a freshman. Um, he definitely has the, the skill to be a, a, a knockdown three-point shooter. And, and the other thing about him is if you talk to people that watched him a lot in the Big Ten, uh, already he comes to the NBA with a tremendous defensive ability and, and a great knowledge of, of, of how to play effective defense. So I think he'll, he'll, be, a, he'll be a plus on the defensive end. And I, I like his three-point shot. I think he'll be a three-and-D kind of wing guy. And um, he comes from a very athletic family. I didn't realize he has a younger brother who is a, uh, a four-star uh, college football prospect okay. and uh, has signed with Notre Dame. So he's a big guy. I think he's a defensive end, about a six-eight defensive lineman who will be a, a freshman at Notre Dame this fall as a football player. So very athletic family. I'm not sure what his, his parents, they, they must have a strong athletic background too, but, um, but he, he comes from, from good bloodlines and um, uh, he, he's going to be a nice addition. You know, I, I wouldn't expect, uh, you know, a whole lot. Uh, Paolo's going to step right in, I would think, and get a lot of minutes. Caleb Houston, you know, his minutes may come uh, a little bit later as he as he figures things out with the Magic. But who knows? You know, we we, we certainly didn't see what, what Franz Wagner was going to yeah. do early in his, his career. So we'll have to see when they get to camp how it all plays out. But he's a talented young guy, Caleb Houston, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize, I think he's gone quite um, under the radar in some respects, but when he came yeah. out of high school, he was ranked so highly by ESPN. Yeah. Um, top eight, three of the ones above him, well, all went as the top three draft picks this year. It, 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 there's clearly potential. There's clearly something there. Yeah. And he was targeted. He was um, he was high on the magic board. So, you know, when he was still there at, uh, what was it, 32 um, there was some yeah. cel- There was a lot of celebrating in that draft room because he was a player that we had targeted, you know, for ability and need. Um, a three and D wing, you know that that's a valuable commodity. You 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 know you get a guy that can shoot yeah. threes. Uh, Mik- Mikhail Bridges, think Bridges for the Phoenix Suns. Um, you know, mm-hmm. with that length and defensive ability and the ability to make threes, that's the kind of player you're looking for right there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Paolo's uh, been seen working out with Chris Matthews, one of the the more sought-after shooting coaches that uh, NBA players work at, work out with, lethal shooter. Um, are you aware whether he started to work with the Magic across uh, 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 in general at the moment with our coaches, are the players coming in for workouts and things like that at the moment? I know we've seen Cole and Paolo working out together as well. Mikey, as far as I know, uh, that's that's what Paolo and, and Cole are doing on their own. I, I'm not aware right. if Chris is is part of the uh, the franchise or not. Uh, you know, we 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 do have a shooting coach, Bruce Krutzer, who works yeah. with the players and has done a, a great job with some of the current players. But um, that I I, get, I assume that's a relationship that um, was developed, uh, you know, before he came, before the draft, and before he came to the Magic. Maybe Mike Miller had something to do with that too. So, uh, and, and I've seen the video that you're talking about uh, with yeah. Cole and him working out 
together and before and after one another. So I like that. I like the fact that they're already establishing a, you know, a little bit of, of chemistry and um, are, are working together. Cole looks pretty good too in those videos I've seen. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I think it's interesting because am I right in saying that uh, Chris Matthews had also worked with Markel as part of him coming mm-hmm. back from injury? Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting mm-hmm. that we are looking to um, progress this clear need that we've got as a team to improve on the on the scoring side of things, particularly from range. I think that's really interesting to see. Absolutely. And uh, Markel, we saw him really come along when he returned with his mid-range game. You know, he's got his spots on the floor where he's very comfortable. And when he uh, gets to those spots, then it, it's a very high percentage shot. You know, a little like Chris Paul, you know, Chris gets, is he's yeah. able to get to those areas where he, he's deadly. And I see a little of, of that in Markel, those last 25 or 30 games that he played. So now to stretch that range out, back out to the three-point line, that, that'll be, the next step for him. And I, I see no reason why that can't happen. He was a 40% three-point shooter in college at Washington is one year there. So, you know, I think that, that can happen, but um, yeah, that's uh, that, that's going to be a big part of it. The team's ability to knock down threes as a team, uh, that's got to get better. Yeah, usually. It would be a game changer that if Fultz got the three-point shot back, that would, that would so change everything. He'd be unguardable, wouldn't he? Yeah. His ability to get to the basket. He would. He would be. I think he would be an all-star shooting with the three. Yeah. Um, for me, but there has been a lot of talk um, this week since the draft about Chet Holmgren and some reports saying he might have tanked his workout um, when he came to Orlando. Um, what's your take on that, David? What was your, what's your insight? Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't at the workout, but I talked to some people who were there, and they did not get that that sense there was not a sense that he was not given a great effort so I, I don't know where where that stuff comes from now whether or not you know his agent was you know trying to manipulate a situation and get him where you know he felt like was the best spot for Chet I, I don't know I don't think we'll ever know those types of things but um, you know I, I feel like the magic got a guy in Palo that wanted to be in Orlando and uh, Chet I, I, I never got that feeling that he was really pursuing the magic as, as his destination. I did get that feeling about Jamari Smith. I felt like he was, you know, and watching his reaction when, when Paolo's name was called, I think he was a little disappointed. Of course, that could have been just not being the number one pick, but, uh, but I, I did get a sense that he was a little disappointed that he wasn't coming to Orlando. Yeah. It, was, it, it scares me now that we, whenever we're going to face Houston, that uh, Jabari is going to want to shoot the lights out. Yeah, just that's, to get that's going to be something just, to keep an eye on. That's the way it usually works, isn't it? it you could just see it, can't you? That you, it, I can't remember. Was it? I think it was Jalen Suggs last year, wasn't it? Who said about you never forget the team that passed on you? Yeah, I think he said you never forget all of the teams that passed on you. The ones, you know, all of them before. <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, in, in Jalen's case, I guess it would be four teams, and uh, so that the yeah, I think that's true. There's a lot of truth to that. Jabari can can certainly shoot. We may have to add him. Hope not, but he may wind up on oh, our we don't, killer list. At some we point. don't. We don't need to add to that list. We do not need no, to add to that list. We don't. No, we don't. Well, well, we'll see next week because we play them in the first in the opening game of yeah. summer league against the Rockets. So that's going to be see what happens. Take, 
a tasty start to summer league. He's got he's got yeah, to absolutely. deal with France. He's got to deal with France. So I'm all right. <laughs> right. Franz isn't playing, I don't think, is he? No, I mean just that in, next week. Oh, in general. Yeah. 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 Once 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 the league starts, we've uh, we've got some strong, strong defence coming this season. You can see it. But David, I'm I'm gonna ask you that what we've just said leads on to what I wanted to ask you. That and again, I'm aware that we can't talk about free agency because the league don't allow you to um until everything is resolved um so we we are quite happy to be avoiding anything to do with that but with the players that we've got contracted to the team how do you feel the balance is do you feel we've got a nice balance uh and the it, it obviously leads on to where do you believe that the team could legitimately be come the end of the season right i think that's probably you know the key that you know all fans want to speculate and talk about right now is uh you know, is what the team is doing this summer enough to to move the the ball forward um, when the season starts in October? And uh, I think the answer is yes. And I know there will be some fans that you know would have liked to have seen the team may, maybe make you know a bigger splash in free agency or um, make some significant moves. But I just don't think the timing is right. You know, I, I feel like uh, I believe that it's correct. If I'm if I'm not if Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that 13 of the 16 or 17 players that are likely to be on the roster are 25 and under. So you're only going to have a couple of, you know, the older veteran types of players. And you're going to have a lot of young guys still that are, you know, you're still trying to figure out um, who the potential stars are, who, how everything is going to fit together because it is such a young team. So. To me, going out and making a big splash in free agency, um, the timing was not right for it this summer. So yeah. next, I think what you're what you're looking for is some incremental improvement this year. You want to see um, Wendell Carter Jr. take another step. You want to see Suggs um, improve his his outside shooting and his overall uh, understanding of you know when to drive, when to pull up, um, taking charges, all of that stuff. Um, can can he can he do can he be a physical player and and avoid injury? You know, I think that's that's a big thing for Jalen. You and and you want to see if Wendell can continue to take steps forward. Franz Wagner, another you know, he's he'll be twenty one this year. Um, he was, in my opinion, I thought he was. You know, you could argue the best rookie in in the NBA yeah. last year. You could make that case for him. I know that you know fans around the league that don't watch the Magic don't understand how. We could say that, but if you watched him every night, you, you understand what a terrific all-around player he, he is and what a great season he had. So, you know, he's still very young. Um, Cole Anthony, um, still a very young player with with uh, potentially a great upside. So there's still so much growth with the young guys. Um, I, I, I think it's smart to just, let's just, you know, sit down, settle down, take a look at this, see what you've got, and then maybe a year or two down the road, um, maybe you can make a big splash with uh, and and have a team that's attractive, you know, for for an all star caliber player, a veteran that would want to join and help take the magic to another level. But um, I think you're going to see improvement, uh, quite a bit of improvement, um, just with the growth of the current players. And you add, as I think Gary said, you've, you've got a guy, or maybe it was Mikey that in Palo that um, you can give the ball to, and if you need a bucket, you know, as a 19 year old rookie, I think he's going to be able to 
be that guy at the end of the shot clock already because of his ability to create. So, um, you know, it's going to be an improved Magic team this year. And, you know, I, I for one, am excited to see how it all plays out. Do you, do you, are you predicting that you uh, may have an extended season? Oh, I think it, it uh, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. No, I, don't I really either. don't. I, I think because, uh, because you had so many players lost to injury last year, so many games, um, 22 wins could easily have been 30 wins, I think, with just, you know, a little better luck on the injury front. So, you know, if you're starting it from a base of 22 wins, then you're, you're, and you're asking to make the playoffs, that's a huge jump and that's not realistic. But if you believe that, all in all, that last year's team was basically a 30-win team that had some bad luck, then you're starting from a different base and you're a lot closer to that playoff threshold or at least the play-in tournament threshold. So I, I don't think that's out of the question. And one player we haven't talked about who is is working very hard to get back is Jonathan Isaac. Yeah. And uh, so that could be, you know, another game changer if you could get him back, even if he's not uh, where he was and, and you can't expect him to be after missing two years. But if he's anywhere close to what he was, I think he could really help this team, too. I think that's I think that's one of the other positive upsides to to his drafting Paolo, because it does allow for. J.I. to come back without a deal of pressure. We can bring him back into the team in the same way as uh, the the team did with Markel last season. Exactly. And as you know, you know, you guys watch the magic. You know how careful they're going to be. Yeah. So they'll they'll bring and rightly so after two years and the injuries that he's had. So that's going to be interesting though. He's working hard. He's rehabbing uh, you know, five hours a day, uh, at least five days a week. So he's he's doing everything he can to come back. That sounds like That's... you, Paul, with your injuries. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm on a good run. I'm on a good run, my friend. I've not injured myself for a long, long while. And don't you dare jinx that. <laughs> They've got a nickname. They've got a nickname for me, David, of calamity, because I am constantly injuring myself. What's the latest, Paul? What's the, uh, the last coming back from? The last thing I did was um, managed to trip over um, out in the woods and uh, sort of tweak my Achilles. That was the last thing I did. Previously, I'd opened the door onto my nose, broke my nose, and gave myself con- and gave myself concussion. <laughs> you couldn't I didn't know make that about it up. you. <laughs> I'm not safe to be around, honestly. You want to keep your distance in October, David. That's all I'll say. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> but I think uh, coming back to the team, uh, to see Markel get increased minutes as we were seeing towards the end of the season, uh, there was it still felt like there was um, some limits on him. Uh, I, uh, this is where I don't get people. You've seen a lot of Magic fans online. There seems to be quite a bit of um, not hate, that would be too strong a word. Yeah, negativity being towards him that he isn't the player that we can build around and he isn't a top quality point guard. I don't, I don't see that. I think that uh, if you're judging it off of the, the games he's had so far in his career, he's not had an injury-free run, really. No. No, it's it's unfair to really make that assessment. I think Paul, until you see him for 
you know, pretty much a complete NBA season. And what we did see in those 25 or 30 games when he came back, and this is, this is how you value a point guard, is how does everybody else play when he's yeah. on the floor? And he rose, you know, he was able to lift everybody um, when he was on the floor. I mean, everybody played better. He made all four of his teammates better when he was out there. So that's the, you know, that that's really the value of a great point guard. And he can get his own, too. He's not going to be a big scorer, perhaps, but, um, you know, he, he he's able to get to the basket. He's a great finisher, so strong, and can fight through contact and, and is uh, a high percentage finisher at the rim. We already talked about the mid-range jumper. But um, when you have a guy with his size and strength who can get anywhere he wants to get on the floor, Again, very much like a Chris Paul with that strength, and he's even bigger than Paul. Um, I, I think he is. I think he's potentially one of the best point guards. I'd say probably top ten point guard in the NBA if he continues, you know, to develop and and can stay healthy for a full season. I think that's what you're going to have with Markel. Yeah. Uh, what you were over, Gary, at um, the end of the season, were you for the Miami game? Yeah. The final game of the season um, for Mikey and I. This will be the first games that we've been to since the Toronto playoff series in 2019. We are going to be watching a completely different team. Uh, there's Jonathan Isaac, Mo Bamba and Terence Ross are the three players, I think, remaining from when we were over last. Potentially. Oh. Possibly. <laughs> it, you said that. That was, that was you. That was Paul. <laughs> it's, going to be, it's going to be such an interesting experience to see this different dynamic of a team and this young core i'm i'm really excited to see it I'm really excited to see it i am too i think the pieces fit uh very nicely because um paolo i see paolo and wendell playing well together um Fra that, that's a pretty good front line um if, if you got franz paolo and wendell you know they're all three six ten six eleven with great length and um, all have great ball handling skill. And we haven't talked about uh, the playmaking ability of Paolo. And yeah, really yeah, all yeah. three of those guys, Franz, um, we, we saw point guard skills in Franz. I don't know if you remember uh, when we had so many injuries and COVID yeah. players out in, I believe it was December, January. Franz was the point guard. And um, I, I remember talking with Jamal shortly after that stretch and uh, he you know, he, he thinks that, you know, Franz is a guy that can actually be a, a true lead guard, you know, and not, not for 48 minutes, but, you know, as a second ball handler, you can put the ball in his hands and he can run pick and roll. And, you know, he's just got a, a great feel for the game. So, you know, he's got that ability and Paolo has great passing ability. That's, that's one of, of his um, strengths that we, we really didn't talk about much when we were talking about him, but. And Wendell, you know, he's got a great feel for the game, too. So I'm excited to see those three guys together. I think that's going to be pretty special. You can Please. you can see you can see similarities to to their games to Jalen Brown, Tatum, and Al Horford for the Boston. I think that's it was a Jonathan, great, Jonathan, it's a great one. Jonathan Sark said it on I think it was the Ringer podcast the other week about Paolo and Franz looking like Jalen and Tatum as a as a possible tandem, and then Wendell's got mm -hmm. similarities to Horford there as well. So you can, uh, you can I love start that. I love see. that analogy. That's that's good. I can see that. That's a good analogy. 
You can pretend I didn't hear it on another podcast and I made that up for you, okay? <laughs> I, get, I, I, I like get, the honesty, Mike. <laughs> What's that? Is that a finals run next year? Is that what you've just predicted? It's possible. Certainly an Eastern Conference <laughs> finals well, we're run. We're a few yeah. years behind those guys. We're, Horford's got a lot of years. You know, Horford was very underrated. Uh, well, I don't know if he's underrated anymore, but um, he was a huge part of that success for Boston. His experiences. Um, you know, you can't, you can't replace that. I mean, that he's been there and he's done that. He was great in the playoffs and Brown and Tatum are younger talents, closer in age and, and experience to our guys. But, um, Horper was a special part of that for Boston. Was. You forget the continuity that they, that Boston have actually had because I, that I was over in March, 2018 and that was, they'd got Horford, Tatum, Brown. Uh, I think Marcus Smart was out injured at the time. Um, it was they they've had that core together for quite a while. Um, yeah. So let's fast forward um, fast forward to twenty twenty six, say, and those three yeah. guys for the Magic are still together, and uh, one of them is an All Star, or several of them are knocking on the on the door of All Star um, selection, and you know, and you've got a, a team that's in the playoffs and, uh, you know, an exciting young team with the backcourt that we have already talked about. And, and you still have cap space. You know, that's what I was talking about earlier. That's when I think Jeff Wellman and John Hammond would strike in free agency to, to take, a, you know, a really good team um, to perhaps the top of the Eastern Conference. You know, there's no interest. Jeff uh, Weltman has no interest in and doing what he did two years ago with the major trades with Vooch and Aaron Gordon and um, Evan Fournier, no interest in, in doing that just to get back into the middle of the NBA. You know, the goal is to win an NBA championship. And uh, so, you know, fans have got to be a little patient and take a look at um, how talented this young group is and how well they fit together. And we just got to, like I said earlier, just watch this thing grow and, and see where it goes in two or three years. We, we yeah. gotta be patient. Patience. We gotta be, yeah, patience. Exactly. And the Not thing is, we're, we're, bi we're building this the right way. You look at all the best teams in the league now. You look at Boston. You look at Phoenix. You look at Milwaukee. All of these teams are building teams through the draft. Golden State are the best example of that as well. And teams being patient with the players they're drafting. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we're certainly onto something. Uh, yeah, you forget how bad Golden State was. I mean, go back and look at the record book for like 10 years before they popped with the Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Um, you know, those, those are the three guys that put them on the map. Yeah. So they did it through the draft. They drafted all three of those guys. But 10 years prior to that, uh, a lot of bad basketball, not very many winning teams. A little bit of breaking news. Rudy Gobert has been traded to Minnesota. Ooh. <laughs> Pardon. That's who for? That that's all uh, Woe just put so far. A Woe's bomb live on this part. There we go. It, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you've heard it, Magic fans. You've heard it here from the one and only David Steele. Show some patience because we are building this in the right way. We are doing the right things. Uh, David, um, once again. I know we've already said this to you, but thank you so much for joining us during your vacation. It's it's incredible of you. really is. It really is incredible. Thank you so much. Um, 
so until let's leave it at that. I've got nothing I want to say more to you than that. That because I just think I just think it's brilliant that you've done that for us. Uh, really looking forward to meeting you again when we're over in October, November, um, and hopefully we get to bug you in person, perhaps even buy you a beer, my friend. You're bringing that beautiful family with you. Oh yes, yeah. You know full well I can't get over there without them. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm there's glad no to way, hear that. There's Mikey, no way Joanne and Heather. Mikey? I'll, I'll be there, David. Yeah, my, my little will be. Th- I'll be by myself in Orlando, yeah. so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> okay, so we'll we'll see all three of you, you guys, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, oh, Grant's yeah. coming as well. To it. Can't wait. Yeah, Grant's coming as well. Yeah, so we, we gotta have Grant. Gotta have Grant. You guys do see. such a great job. I mean, I can't say enough about how much respect. Um, the magic organization. And uh, I, I know that fans enjoy this podcast and they know how hard you guys work at it and how, how much you care and how much you love the, the basketball team. And it shows, you know, your, your passion and your, your knowledge, it comes across and you're, you're very much appreciated. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you very much. So as always, thank you to everyone for watching or listening. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, all at Orlando Magic UK. Also visit our website, orlandomagicuk.com. So until next time, from David, Gary, Mikey, and myself, go Magic. <laughs>